0: Welcome to the Boonville Worship Center Sermon Podcast.
1: Hallelujah.
2: And just, just enter into prayer just by yourself right there. We need to lead you just, you young people, you children, moms and dads, grandparents, just everyone here, just, just begin to enter into prayer and it's only by the blood. So can you just take a moment right now with your own words and thank Him for the blood? Can you do that? Just, just go ahead and take a moment right now and just begin to thank Him for the blood. Come on, come on. Just thank Him for the blood that was shed. Come on, thank Him. Come on, there's somebody in this house. Just go ahead and thank Him right now. Just begin to just praise Him, honor Him in your own word. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. We couldn't we couldn't live without your blood. We could not survive. It is only only truly only by your blood. Jesus, we thank you in this house. We thank you. We thank you that this power and that blood, we thank you that freedom is in your blood. We thank you that life flows through your blood. We thank you that life flows through your blood. We thank you that where we feel death that life flows through your blood. We thank you for that. We thank you that it covers. We thank you that it's always enough. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We exalt you, Lord. Thank you for your blood, Jesus. Come on, someone needs to know that his blood's enough. Come on, someone needs to know that his blood's enough for what you've been through, what you're going through, for your sin. If you'll get under it, if you'll get in it, if you'll surrender, I'm telling you, his blood is enough. It's enough. It's enough. It's enough. enough. It is the only way. It's only by the blood. So we thank You, Jesus. We thank You for pouring it out. We thank You for the power in Your blood. We thank You for life that we have in You. We thank You for the freedom that we experience in You, Jesus. We love You. We honor You. We welcome You. I just pray in the power of Your name, through Your blood, breakthrough in this house in Jesus' name. We just pray for a breakthrough in this house in Jesus' name. And that as breakthrough happens in this house in Jesus' name, that it just continues to flow, that it moves out of the house, that it moves through our homes, that it moves to our neighbors, it it moves to the person we're standing by at work, God. It moves to our children and to our grandchildren. Just let it flow, Lord. Let it flow, God. Let it flow like an ocean wave after wave after wave after wave after wave let it flow Lord but Lord we say let it start in me let it start in me Lord let it wash in me let it purify me Lord let it awaken me Lord let it stir hunger in me God let it stir full out surrender in me Lord let it start in me Lord let it start in me that's our cry today so we surrender to you we say, thank you Jesus for your blood thank you for your blood Thank You for Your blood. Thank You, Holy Spirit, for Your presence in us. Thank You, Jesus. Thank You, Jesus. We love You. We honor You. We praise You. We praise You, Jesus, in this house. You are the King, and we glorify You. There is no other name, there's no other name greater than Your name. The name above all names. We rest and we worship in Jesus' name. In this house, in this house, we worship and we rest under the name of Jesus. Come on, come on, come on. Everybody just say His name, Jesus. There's power in it. Come on, just say His name. Everybody, everyone, if you have breath, I want you to say the name Jesus right now. Jesus. I want you to say it outwardly. I don't want you to inside. I want you to say, Jesus. I want you to say, Jesus. I am in Jesus. I am under Jesus. I am under His blood. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus reigns in my life. Somebody just shout the name of Jesus. Just shout it out. Jesus! Jesus! be. praise offering in this house this morning. Let's thank Him. Amen, 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 amen. Amen. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, God. Amen. We're going to get into the Word because I feel like it's just a continuation of our worship and what the Lord's going to bring this morning and the power of the blood.
3: Amen. Don't you feel the joy of the Lord in the room? There's freedom for you today. There's freedom for me today. There is a constant battle for my soul. And so I constantly have to choose to pull up and feast at the table. Just because, like Morgan said, just because you had that one time, doesn't mean you're done. Because the enemy constantly wants to come to steal your soul. That's not what I come to tell you today. But guys, we are growing up. We are becoming a mature bride and we are feasting and living on the truth of his word. Okay, I need to stop because guess what? I have testimony. So all you testimony people come. Testimony people come. I got three awesome testimonies. Guys, these words are power to our soul. It's so exciting, Jindy, to hear what God is doing in our lives.
0: Yeah, it is. I know, that's right. I'm so excited. So I got to go to Asbury Sunday. Jeremy. Got me. He went the night, the day before, and he's like, You have to go. And I'm like, Well, I'm kind of tired. This and that. He's like, Pick up your cross and follow me. I'm like, That was it. I'm going. So I'm like, If you go, I go. <laughs> so we went, and like, because they had been reports that they were shutting it down. So we prayed, because he's like, I can get us in. <laughs> and uh, so we prayed for, you know, God to send his angels to make a way. We got right in on the campus. And uh, the thing that stands out in my mind, though, is that we positioned ourselves in the lawn outside of the big screen, but we were there before they started, and when they started to sing, this wind that blew in was the wind that would blow you forward, and you know it was the Spirit of God, and it was amazing. I've never felt that before, not like that, and like you know it, and then when we were leaving later on, I was like, did you feel it? He's like, I thought it was the Spirit of God too, and <laughs> but then it's just like the next day when you're home, it really stays with you, and you, you keep thinking about that wind, and you know it was the Spirit of God, and it just stays with you, and then I could tell you so many other things that stayed with me, but I'm gonna let Jeremy go. <laughs> okay, okay. What I love about this woman is her hunger, and so yeah. she's gonna pray for you. Take like a 15-second prayer of releasing the hunger. Okay. Dear Lord God, we just pray right now for this uh, whole congregation in this town, Father God, that you bring the Spirit of God upon them and free them and give them that fire, God. You are, look what you can do, God. Look what you can do. That's what the boy said Bradley there. He said, look at the Grammys and what he did. But look, God said, look what I can do. And I release that over you now in Jesus' name. Amen.
4: Yes, God is good, yes. So yeah, you guys heard Asbury, right? Yeah, Uh, God has just been taking me on this amazing journey, and and I got to go to Asbury on this journey, and um, I mean, I could go on and on and tell you the the great things I saw there. I'm just going to share a little... I saw a little four or five-year-old girl, and she had her hands held to heaven, singing and just... Praising God like she was been praising Him for sixty years. It was a it was the beautifulest form of, of worship I've ever seen, and uh, you know I I saw chains being broken, you know uh, everyone lifting their voices to heaven is the most amazing thing. And and what what I've taken from there is is it, it's a message, and it, God's just been ministering to my heart ever since. And it's awakened. We need to awaken. We need to pray into our youth. You know, we need to be in fervent prayer like never before. And and ne- the shift is now. The time is now. That shift Lori was talking about is right now. And, uh, you know, we just need to just dig in, you know, press in. Most amazing thing. Yes.
5: Well,
6: good morning, everybody. I've never done this before in my life. And... I'm a little bit scared, but um, the Lord's been after me this this whole week. You, ha- you have to get up there and you have to talk to those people. You have to tell them that you didn't live a good childhood. You grew up in it and you weren't taken care of, but I was there and I protected you. And I gave you good Christian foster Parents to take you to church to get to know me now I got off of that and I went out into the world because you know the devil makes the world look so much fun and I got away from him and then I started feeling that tug and feeling that tug and I knowing that I needed to go back to Jesus and Several years ago, six, seven years ago, I was at my best friend's house, and I was sitting in her yard, which is a sanctuary full of God's beauty. And I was just thinking, oh, how I would love to walk with the Lord again, but I can't because, you know, the enemy, well, you did this. He's not going to forgive you for that. You did this. He's not going to forgive you for that. He did this. He's not going to forgive you for that. But folks, I want you to know, as if God literally in man's form came down in that yard and whispered in my ear, I only created one perfect, and that was my son. And Kathy, I know your heart so folks i am loved you are loved you are enough i am enough and by the grace of god i am worthy and you are worthy Thank you, God, for bringing us to this house and to these people and to Scott and Lori, whom I love so much.
3: We've known Kathy for a lot of years, and it was a gift the day that we saw her walk into this place.
1: A couple weeks ago, I don't remember if it was Lori that opened the service, but God give me a vision. And this vision came back to me again this morning. And I just have to say it. But we were at a table. And we were feasting. And at this table, people were having a great time. But not everybody. Some were just sitting there. And in the Spirit, I said, Lord, why are some having a good time and some not? He said, there's stubbornness. There's pride. And there's sin. Well, I don't know. And I said, well, Lord, this is kind of stupid. I said, what if they don't like what you've served? And Mikey said, if they don't like lobster, they haven't asked me for fried chicken. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get that. But what I get is him saying, you haven't asked me. Is, is there pride in your life that's keeping you from enjoying the feast with the Lord. Is there sin in your life that's keeping you from enjoying the feast with the Lord? What is it that's keeping you sitting there at the table? You're at the table. Judas was at the table. You're at the table. And the Lord says it's there before you. Feast.
3: We are in the middle of a move. Let's pray. Oh, Lord, we know you're here. We've danced with you this morning. We celebrated with you this morning. We've experienced the joy of being at the table with you this morning. Oh, God. God, my heart cry is that you would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation surrounding this table. That you that every person in this room, every person listening, God, that, that you would break into the hard parts of our heart that we haven't let come to feast at this table, that, that every heart is encountered with your revelation and your kindness to show us who you are in a deeper way. God, I ask that we do not walk away from here the same God, I pray that your word forms me this morning even as I read it and speak it and hear what you're saying. In Jesus' name. He wants to sanctify us fully. The war is for your soul to stay in unbelief because everything that you need, the answer is in the body and in the blood. I'm sorry, I'm just really trying to be sensitive to just go where the Lord wants me to go because I had all these thoughts of what I wanted to do and it's like, okay, I just want to stay in the flow of the Holy Spirit, but I'm just going to go ahead and start what I have written down. Um, Over the last season, the last few several years in the Christian world, there has been an increased conversation regarding the blood and the body of Jesus. There's been increased conversation that in the last days that there will be a revival through communion. And I am convinced with every cell of my being this morning that this will change your life if you step into it. But it's your choice. Just like what Kenny said. He, I could have, you could have just kept the microphone, Kenny, and just preached the word this morning. Um, I'm just going to name, I'm I'm just going to throw these names out there just for the sake of, I want you to hear that on a large scale across the body of Christ, that this thing about communion um, is extremely significant, not just because these people are saying it, but because this one's talking about it and this one's talking about it and this one's talking about it. And then also in my heart, also in my heart, there's an explosion of the need for the blood and the body constantly, constantly. And if nothing else is awakened in you this morning, that that is awakened. But Lou Engle, if you know Lou Engle, he is, I feel like he's a father in our nation for a movement of young people to bring them to the place of prayer and fasting, that he is an intercessor. He's a prophetic intercessor. Um, he's the guy that does the calls. If you've heard the calls, a bunch of us went to the call in 7707 where tens of thousands of people, probably hundreds of thousands of people have called, have gathered together. Whenever Lou has done these things, it's not about Lou, but the thing of it is, is the Lord revealed to him that there will be a revival through communion then Benny uh, Johnson wrote this book. And and, I know there's lots of books out there, but it was during the exact same season where the Lord is revealing the power in communion. Guys, we need to get a grip of this. We have got to get out of our heads. Like we have to snap out of it, of living in the circumstantial day-to-day life. This has to be our focus. You can't exaggerate it. You cannot exaggerate it. You cannot go get your communion cup too many times a day and take physical communion. I am inviting you into this. Lots of other ministries, but I'm just saying my heart has connected to this reality that I am nothing without the body and without the blood. And it's not enough that we just remember it whenever we sing the song on Sunday morning. I've really been asking the Lord that he would give us a revelation of the body and of the blood. I'm going to take a minute to talk about the work of the body and the work of the blood. Because we don't always fully understand it. Can I tell you right now? It's a mystery to me. But what little level of understanding that I have of Jesus' broken body and then the blood that gushed from his body, I'm just going to just elaborate on it just for a moment. I told Selah we went and saw Jesus' revolution. I don't even know where Selah's at in the room. Oh, you're right on the front row, baby girl. I said, Selah... I don't know if you're ready for this, but you may need to watch The Passion of the Christ. It's a hard watch. To this day, I don't, know, I don't even know if I've watched the whole scene without closing my eyes or covering my face because it's graphic and it hurts because that was my sin. But the body, didn't Morgan do awesome? Isn't it so beautiful, this table that she set? for us. But let's just think about Jesus. As he's carrying that cross and they take the crown of thorns and they gouge it on his head and and blood just begins to drip down. You know, guys, we're not I'm not trying to be dramatic. Like, I can't, like, I don't even have the words to express what this act did that Jesus did that day. But whenever that thorn pierced his skin, it went after that cancer. When that thorn pierced the skin, it went after schizophrenia, it went after depression and anxiety. It went after brain uh, dysfunction. It went after, um, you know, all the different things, even like with what Abriel, you know, what's going on there. Whenever that, look at her smile, whenever that crown went into Jesus's head and it pierced his skin, it went after those things. And when I said this a couple weeks ago, but maybe you weren't in the room, um, but I heard a message preached on this. And, and upon studying in, in the um, medical whatever, he found that every sickness and disease is found in 39 categories. And Jesus was whipped 39 times. Guys, listen to me. There is nothing... There is nothing that you need that this blood and this bread will not take care of. Yeah. Guys, we ha- I want this tattooed to my heart. I want this tattooed to the inside of my being that never again would I have pride to think that that is not enough, that I will continue to carry junk, fear, doubt, anxiety whenever he's already been pierced and he's already bled out for the the taking out of what isn't supposed to be there and then the cleansing of the blood that came after the piercing. He is after a generation of people that believe him so his body was beat i was telling say look I, I this is what i believe i don't know what's true but if that was you or me what jesus went through we wouldn't have survived but he survived i believe it was the most gruesome and brutal thing that probably has ever happened it has to be because every sin that every that has ever been committed on the face of the earth was on him that day it was the most brutal, wild thing that has ever been experienced on the earth. I don't care if you're a pedophile. I don't care if you're a murderer. I don't care if you're an adulterer. I don't care if you're a drug addict. I don't care if you were sexually abused as a child. I don't care if you're a liar, if you're a thief. I don't care if you go to Walmart and, and tuck stuff in your in your shirt because you can't afford to feed your family. I don't care. I don't care if you're an addict. I don't care if it's a a, a sin that you have laid at this altar and you picked up and walked away with. I don't care. The blood is enough. God is chasing after a people radically that will believe him. Guys, this is it. We have overcomplicated the gospel. We have overcomplicated this salvation thing. But at the the beginning of the day, the middle of the day, and at the end of the day, the blood is enough. What does the blood represent? So the body represents, the body took the beating for every sickness. Go read it. Go read Isaiah 53. Read it, pray it, cry it, sing it. Every sickness and disease. You're cold? Not too small. I remember Scott praying for, um, I don't know if you guys, I remember Alan Finney came up here one day and he got up here and he was like, I, have, I woke up with the cold and I'm just not putting up with it. And Scott prayed for him and God healed his cold. <sighs> came back the next day and he's like, "My cold's gone, guys. Every sin we've committed, all of it. My brain doesn't even have the capacity to make the list. But I know that Satan, his, his specialty is to remind you all of the stuff. <laughs> And then he like puts the pressure on you because of all of the stuff. But the blood. Think about the body being pierced and then out of that spot, the blood gushes. Whenever whenever your kid is riding their bike and they fall and they skin their leg and it starts bleeding, what is the purpose of that blood? To cleanse that wound. There is not... A sin that he doesn't want to forgive. He just wants you. He just wants you to believe him. He just wants you to believe him. He just wants me to believe him. None of us are any different. Guys, let me tell you something. I I was thinking today, I have been serving Jesus with my whole heart for 33 years. Probably almost to the day, because I got saved in February. Oh man, so that means I'm 34. 34 years in the Lord. And I have spent way too much time of my life under fear and anxiety. And Jesus, I am sorry for that because that is not my lot. I'm going to feast at the table. I'm going to feast at the table. I'm choosing it. Even whenever... I'm super disappointed. I'm just going to break through my flesh and I'm just going to come up here to the table and I'm going to say, oh, but your body, oh, but your blood, everything I ever needed, you've already given to me. Even whenever I get a kick in the gut and I want to doubt all the promises he ever told me because this is the deal, guys. This is what we have to get. Faith endures to the end. You're going to get the kick in the gut. You're going to have this, be disappointed. People are going to hurt you, all the stuff. It's not going to end until Jesus comes back. So at some point we have to grow up. At some point we have to grow up and put on our big girl pants and we have to say, I choose Jesus. We're not going to depend on anybody else. We're not going to depend on Mike taking our hand and walking us to the cross, even though he's really good at that. We, in the dark night of our soul, when nobody else is there, we are going to get up and we're going to say, I choose you, Jesus. We are going to start getting radical in those moments whenever the enemy wants to cover us up with dirt and bury us and kill us, that we will scream no. Joy is not silent. Joy is not quiet. Wasn't worship beautiful today? That we got to shout the joy of his redemption. It's this sounds really hard, but it's on you to take off your robe and to throw it in the blood. He gives us robes of righteousness when we do that. Guys, it's nothing that you can do. I wish I Jesus, give me the words. Give me the words to articulate. What Scott preached last week on resting is profound if we want it to be you are not responsible for the result. You are responsible for obedience. And whenever you have fallen into sin, when you've done that thing that is so full of shame and embarrassment, you know what obedience is? Repent. Repent. It means, oh, I did that really stupid thing and the enemy beats you, beats you, and then repenting is, nope, I'm going to the blood. I'm going to go feast at the table and the whole way there, the enemy's going to say, you're a liar, you're a cheater, you're an adulterer, you're an addict, you're all these things, but you know what? <laughs> I don't care what the enemy says because it carries no weight to the truth of what is in the blood and in the body of Christ, but only I can do it. Stop putting it off on other people's spouses. Stop putting it off on your spat on your husband or your wife. I just want to read real quick in Psalms 102, verse 5. Listen to this. He says, my heart is smitten and withered like grass so that I forgot to eat my bread. And the result of forgetting to eat your bread is this. The groaning of my bones cling, cleave to my skin. I'm like a pelican in the wilderness. I'm an owl in the desert. I watch and I'm like a sparrow alone on the housetop. My enemies reproach me all day long. How do you know? How do you know that you're living out of fear and not out of love? You're feeling all of the anxiety of all this stuff. You have a choice, guys, to live out of fear or to live out of love. Fear is demonic. Fear is demonic. Anxiety is demonic. You cannot convince me that there is not a demon attached to that thing. And let me tell you, I have walked in it day and night. So I'm not like pointing you. I'm saying, I never ever want to walk in that again because it's proof of not feasting. I promise you, whenever you pull up to the table and you feast on the blood and on the bread and what he done for you, they that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. We walk in and because we, we don't feel his perfect peace within five seconds. We're just like all of a sudden doubtful. Just like I tried. I've heard so many people say I tried it and it just didn't work. But the Bible says that they that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. So I'm going to pull up I'm going to pull up and I'm going to eat this bread and I'm going to drink this and I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop until the the blood begins to wash over me and I begin to fill his peace because that's who he is. Perfect peace comes upon those whose minds are stayed upon the Lord. How do I keep our minds upon the Lord, the body and the blood? Guys, there's no other way other than the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. There's no other way. There's no other way I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop running after it. Even whenever I'm in my sin cycle, I am not going to stop because those that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. God will meet you whenever you give up in five minutes. You know, God wants to know how bad we want him. You know, we have cried out for revival for decades in this church. This is going to be a slap to our butts, but, but we don't even want to come to church half the time. Lord. And what if a move of God comes whenever people actually get hungry and show up? Not that this has to be the physical place of revival. I'm not putting that on us. But I am saying, if there is a fire in your soul, we want to gather together and we want to pray. We want to lift up the name of Jesus. We want to cry out, Lord Jesus, come. Come. Do it. Join us Tuesday night. Let's fill up this sanctuary Tuesday night. A father's heart crying out for God to come. Guys, he is growing us up. God is doing things in you and in this place and in this community, in this community in Boonville, in Newburgh, that's going to require a people who are mature and willing to do the purpose and call this on their life. Don't forget to eat your bread. That Psalms 1. If you're taking notes, Psalms 102, verse 5. Don't forget to eat your bread. He forgot, oh, he forgot the love of God. All those bad days that we have, It's because we forget the love of God. Whenever we come in repentance before the Lord, our sin is taken away from us. It's out of God's sight. But there's still a battle raging because the sin is still in our sight. How do you win that battle? Feast at the table. Okay, Psalms 23. Hey guys, side note. God is calling us to feast in his word. Not just a short little daily devotional, which is fine and good. Those da- little short daily devotionals have done our heart good and those, that one little line scripture has done us good, but God is calling us deeper into his word. And if you don't know how to do it yourself, then get somebody to help you do it. I'm not kidding, guys. I am not kidding because if, if, if we don't get this, we will not survive the days to come. And that's really what this is all about. Because the, the closer it is for Jesus' return, the more violent um, the enemy is going to be for our lives. But we, the violent, are going to take it back by force. But there's no shortcuts. There's no shortcuts. There's no shortcuts. We have to know his word. The thing that's burning on your heart Google all the scriptures about it, and then start writing down the things as the Lord highlights things, like just get busy being a student of the word. Okay, so Psalms 23. I really would love to just do the whole thing, but what I really want to point out is verse 5. He says, you prepare. You prepare. I told say last night I was nervous about speaking, and she's like, well, why, ma'am? I'm like, I just don't feel prepared. He's prepared. There's probably going to be a spirit of laughter going to just fall out on this place at some point. Because we've carried way too much guilt and shame and junk for decades and years, and he just wants to meet you with his joy. So if you see somebody just crazy laughing on the ground, would you just stop and give God glory because they were met in a place where they were in bondage of of being beat down by anxiety and fear and God just met them. You will prepare and you'll set a table for me right here in the presence of my enemies. It's the nature of God. It's the nature of God. Our enemies, I was thinking about that. I'm like, our enemies are never going to go away until we go to heaven. Why are you waiting to celebrate? Lori, why are you waiting to celebrate? (laughs) Because everything that I need is in the blood and in the body. For months and months, I'll wake up in the morning, not every morning, but maybe like every few weeks or whatever, and the Lord will... He'll, he'll put a number in my heart. I don't know if the Lord does this, to you, but he does it with me. And I'll be like, okay, 47. And then I will hear like Psalms. It's like, okay, go to Psalms 47. Oh man, I didn't bring my passion translation. It's really good in the passion translation because the verse line says, go ahead and celebrate. I've read it to you guys a time or two on Sunday mornings. And every time now that I hear the word 47 from the Lord, I know that he's saying to me, I don't care what you see, Lori, go ahead and celebrate. I don't care the circumstance that you see, go ahead and celebrate. He has set a table before you in the presence of your enemies. And, in, and Satan, all those little demons, they just have to sit and watch. And I promise you, the more that you do that, the more your faith will arise. Because now every time when I wake up in the morning, and I hear 47, it puts excitement in my heart. I'm like, oh boy, God's up to something. And it's interesting, because I usually only hear it in the morning. We wake up in the morning, and there's new mercy. It's a new day. There's new hope. I don't even know if I've said that word yet, but hope. Guys, this is a big deal. Do you know what marks a mature Christian? hope because all the trials the bible says produces hope and and we need to measure ourselves what have all the trials produced if it has produced doubt and fear anxiety that's the truth of where we are with the lord but all those trials in life should produce hope And whenever we pull up to the table and we feast, hope rises up. It's at this table where I'm challenged, whenever my heart is really hurting, where I'm really, where the enemy is really going after to steal my, going after me to steal the promise, where where I, I have to tarry here then renew my thinking. Guys, we have to renew our thinking. When we really come to the table of the body and the bread, it renews the way we think. And we walk away from this table, then we're thinking from the heavenly perspective and not the earthly realm. I am preaching something that we all know. But this is the most profound, life-changing thing if you really want him. I come up to the table and my heart is aching and in pain because of this situation and like my heart is bleeding and it's hard and it hurts and I'm crying about it. This situation that just seems hopeless, this situation. Did you know that the blood speaks? The blood. So whenever I come here, I get to listen. Listen. I get to cry for a minute and I get to tell the Lord, God, I'm so sad. I'm so scared. I don't even know how you can bring hope out of this situation. Or maybe it's your own sin. Maybe it's your own sin that the enemy will not leave you alone with with guilt and shame. Whatever it is, I'm going to pull up to this table and I'm going to sit and I'm going to pour out my complaints for a minute, but then I'm going to stop and I'm just going to listen. I'm going to listen to the word that the blood speaks. I'm going to listen to the word that the blood speaks. I'm going to listen to the word that the blood speaks over my family. I'm going to listen to the word what the word that the blood speaks over me. I'm going to listen to the word that the blood speaks over you. I am going to, I'm not going to pull away from the table until I hear what the blood is saying. This blood is speaking. I'm not making that up, it's a scripture. It says I love you. It says, I love you. Yeah, but I betrayed. I love you. I love you. I love you. And then we get to let the word of the Lord minister to our broken heart. But it's your choice to engage faith, and it's your choice to engage hope. Have you ever talked to somebody? that could not grasp hope. It's sad. 1146. Can I maybe preach in two weeks? Because I only got like the first little section. (laughs) We'll talk about it later. Um, Worship team, would you guys go ahead and just come up? I do. I have so much scripture that I just want to release I mean, whatever the Lord wants. He who even knows what's going to happen next week when Bethel comes. Who even knows? Who knows what God wants to do the next week? But He'll lead us. Um, Scott, would you grab those communion baskets and put one on each side? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna stop preaching and we're gonna go into the altar time. Is that okay? Because somebody's gonna get saved today. Somebody's gonna get free today. I didn't even get to talk about joy. Craig and Andrea just sang about joy and I'm like I I asked them to do the blood song but I didn't say nothing about the joy song (laughs) didn't they do awesome this morning let's just thank our worship team but guys listen to me this is so important that we believe the truth joy isn't just a side note Joy isn't just a side issue that, oh, that hopefully that joy splashes on us. Joy is at the center of feasting on the blood and on the bread. Because whenever we can humble our hearts before the Lord... Guys, it takes humility. It takes humility to believe him in the middle of tragedy that there's hope. And it takes a humble heart saying, I am not responsible for the results of this situation, but I know that I can trust you. And whenever we, when we push into that place, past every lie, past every addiction, past every whatever is in the way. Guys, get violent against the violence of the enemy. Stop letting the enemy push you around. But this is the result. Everybody say joy. There's no other way. So I'm going to do a two-part altar call. If you have never given your life to the Lord, I am going to invite you to this altar. And we're going to pray for you. Actually, just come up here around me and all the rest of y'all are going to be praying in the spirit for these people that are going to be brave and step out inviting you to the altar, but also, guys, if you, if you are backslidden, if you are backslidden, and you once served the Lord, and you've up so much or you've been so discouraged because of stuff and you have laid down your sword and you've laid down your shield you've laid down your Jesus and you've forgotten his love and you stopped eating the bread if you are not chasing after him and you know your heart is pounding in your chest right now and you know that he's wooing you to come to him Guys, I'm going to tell you something. I don't want to play this game if I don't want to embarrass you because that's what the enemy says. The enemy says you should be embarrassed for standing up. You should be embarrassed. You should have shame. You should have guilt. You did that thing. But see, really, it's the joy of the Lord that is pursuing you. And every person in this church will celebrate your choice to come back to him. We want you to be with him. So right now, be bold, be bold. Come up here by me. We're going to pray that prayer back to the Lord. Come on. There's more. I know there's more in the room. God, we just ask you to pray. out of my seat and to go to the altar. But I remember getting up and going to the altar and repenting and asking God to forgive me and I felt the million pounds lift off of me. It was a miracle. I don't care what your sin is. It doesn't even matter. Jesus just wants us to be with him. I'm gonna give you one more shot. You know if he is pursuing your heart. Come on up. Come on up. Today's your, Today's your day. Today's your day. Today's your day. Today's your day. Come on. Come on. Come on. I know there's more in the room. I know there's more in the room.. only by the blood. It's only by the blood. It's only by the blood. Hallelujah. It's only by the
7: blood. Hallelujah.
3: Alright, what I'm going to do is I'm going to have the rest of you guys stand And I want you guys to start worshiping. I'm going to pray with these guys. And in in a minute, we're going to come around because there's round two in a second. All right. that you forgot his love for you if your heart was pierced that you have been blood was not powerful enough for what you're going through, then I want you to rush the altar now, and I want you to grab the body, and I want you to grab the blood. There's enough for everybody in the room. It's no pressure. Guys, because this is this is a pure choice. Okay, hang on a second. I feel like the Lord just reminded me of something that I really need to share. Will you be patient with me? Everybody that's at the altar, everybody listen. Bring the We bring the music down just a little bit because I feel like this is really important. It's really important. There's a scripture that talks about taking the bread in an unworthy way. Okay, are you with me? I have been taught my whole life that we have to be holy to come take this bread. There's such holiness to the bread that we can't take the bread without being holy. There may be some truth to that, but I am convinced that that's probably a twisted way of thinking truth about this body and this bread that you are taking. Guys, listen. The Bible warns us, it is a warning to take this bread in a worthy matter which the worthy matter is this, that we believe the body and the blood. That whenever we grab this cup and this bread and this wine, that we engage our faith and we believe it. And guys, we're going to, I'm going to let you, know. let's do it together. We're going to do it together. Um. Thank you, David. So, guys, I'm just telling you, he's preparing you. Guys, this is not a light moment. This is not a light moment. Do you hear me? This is not a light moment. He is preparing a people. He is preparing a people. So, so check your heart right now. That there is so much power in this body and in this blood. It is enough. Whatever your need is, it's enough. Whatever your need is, it's enough. Somebody go ahead and pass it out to the worship team, too. If you feel led, go ahead and take your bread out. I've been breaking it. You know, in the Bible it says that they broke the bread. And I've just like every time, I've been taking, I've been doing this a lot in my home. I have the, I buy the the big old box and I have it in my living room easy access whenever the enemy is lying to me like a flood I run to the table but it says on the the, the last supper that Jesus took the bread and he broke it so let's break that bread and every time I break that bread in my living room I think about the thorn that pierced his skin and I think about the whip that scourged his skin, that ripped his skin off. And so Jesus, we come. We come humbly before you. And we say, we believe. (laughs) We believe. We wildly believe in this thing of your body that you gave for us. And we receive, even though our minds don't Thing we need in sickness to sin is taken care of through this we are not without hope and we are full of the joy of this promise and we receive your body this morning Yeah, there's so much power. There is so much power. You guys, there's a breakthrough for you. There's going to be people in this room that their bodies are healed today. Expect to be changed by this encounter at feasting at the table today. We're so used to not seeing anything that we've lowered our standards of what God really looks like and he wants to mess all that up. So we just look at your blood. All oh, the blood, all oh, the blood, all oh, the blood. Oh, all that sin. All that messed up thinking, all the lies that I chose to believe and live in for all that time. Oh, but just just a, just a drop of your blood makes me clean. <laughs> oh, thank you Jesus for your blood. I believe you Jesus. I believe you, Jesus. I believe you, Jesus. Go ahead. Go ahead and drink his blood. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. Just let his love wash over you. Guys, go and let's take a few minutes and just sing. Let's just rest and bask in his love. this altar the lock-in last week and we need to make room for them to come and encounter the Lord so guys every day this week be praying. Mess up, God. Mess up our religious icky. Mess us up, God. I was praying for Margie the other day, and when I was praying for I heard myself say that she was a demon-free zone. And I'm going to prophesy that over you guys, that you're a demon-free zone. Like, we we are growing up, and we're going to start dealing. Like, the reason that we're here is to not have a great job and make a bunch of money. The reason that we are here is to know God, to know his love, and to walk out the kingdom on this earth. And it is time for us to stop pat- patty caking demons. It is time for us to stop playing and acting like it's Okay. We're going to begin to see things transform in our own homes and in this body and in this community because what's happening in here is going out there. Anyway, that's enough. God, we just thank you for what you're doing. We say offend us, offend our religious mind, offend the way we think that it needs to be done. God, we just ask you, God, that this coming weekend, whenever Bethel is here, God, that this is your T- this is a gift from you that will mark this place forever. And we ask you, God, help us to be ready. Help it. If we're if, if, if we don't, if I'm one that doesn't have anticipation, God, I pray that you would shake that one into anticipation. If, if you're a one that isn't hungry or hopeful about what God's doing, I pray that God would shake you to awaken that hunger and hope for what God wants to do in this place. Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Thank you for joining us
3: this week. Until next time.